0: Good morning to you. It is uh, Wednesday, February 23rd at 1140 a.m. Before I dig too deep into this, let me wish my son, LBD, a happy 16th birthday. For those of you guys who have been around since the site's inception, since Boiled Sports started a long time ago as a uh, blogger-based blog site uh, with no video, no audio, um, you may have watched LBD grow up and now he's 16 years old, which is pretty cool. Um, today's his birthday. So um, fun uh, fun day, uh, 16th birthday. I'm sure you guys all remember the excitement. I, I, it's different though. Kids today don't get the, um, the thrill of uh, what we did, what us old people did. getting their license. So he's close. He's within shooting distance now to get his license. That's pretty cool. But that's not why we're getting together today. I'm going to tell you why we're getting together right after this. First, thanks to our friends at Martin Vintage, um, Gridiron Metalworks, and AJ's, all three of them. uh, Great sponsors, great partners help us make this possible. If you got to tune in last night live to an unusual basketball beat, uh, Handsome Hour or you get to see something that we haven't done in a long time around BS, which is all four of the video, whatever you want to call us, jackasses, uh, got together and talked about Purdue basketball. Um, even Michael was there, so Anish, Jay, Michael, and I. Um, I came in late. I had a family thing kept me away, but it was fun. It was cool, and if you haven't tuned in, I would suggest you check it out. Some thoughtful stuff and some stupid stuff like we always do. Um, after we shut off, though uh, Anish asked some good questions. Uh, we talk. We always talk for a little bit after we record, and one of those questions was, "Is it possible that Purdue can be a little bit like Virginia a couple years ago, and that's part of the reason my title and I've got some other things I'm going to talk about today. First off though, what I want to talk about is so here here's my the way I do things. If you haven't figured this out, I'm generally somebody who does things uh, from the gut feeling. Um, and there are certain players that I see as freshmen, certain opponents of Purdue, where I see him, and I say, don't let that guy be a, beat you. I always say this to my son. I'll say, hey, if you're playing pickup basketball, pick the guy on the court. you say, that guy's not going to beat me. I'm going to do everything to beat that guy because you can't beat everybody. But if there's one guy, you look at him, and you're like, yeah, I'm, that that dude's not doing it. And so for me, I'll see that from time to time in Big Ten basketball. There, a guy that comes on the court and you're like, don't let that guy beat you. Have enough pride that you're not going to let that dude do it. And for me, a couple years ago, watching Paul Mc- Mulcahy come on the court versus my Boilermakers, I was like, that's that guy right there. This kid looks like a frat boy. He looks like a little kid. Um, he doesn't look like he belongs on a Big Ten basketball b- basketball court. And he kind of played played like it too, right? So I made this gut reaction to Paul Mulcahy. It may not have been the best decision. I'll tell you why. During Mulcahy's three-year career at Rutgers, we've seen this kid, this kid go from 3.7 um, points per game to 9.3 points per game and go from two, ste- uh, two assists a game to 5.5. And now you even have Matt Painter saying, that guy's probably going to play in the NBA. That's pretty crazy. He's grown up a lot. Okay, I'll give you an example of another guy that I'd say, don't get beaten by that guy. And we're not this deep into his career. Trey Galloway at IU, he started his career. He, I mean, he averaged decent five points a game last year for a bad Uh, Pardon me, no, 3.6 points a game last year for a bad IU team. And this year he's up to 6.1. He has 1.7 assists this year. Um, But when I saw both of those guys play, my initial, my gut reaction was just based on what I saw. Like, Mulcahy looks like a kid. He looks like a kid that I used to play intramurals against at Purdue. I'm like, yeah, that, that pretty boy with the floppy hair. Don't let him beat you. And then Galloway. I always said he looks like he has lip gloss on. He had Farrah Fawcett hair last year. He's starting to grow up a little bit. He plays like I think we want Purdue players to play. Um, so, uh, like, it's tough to watch these guys that grow up that become something that they don't look like they're ever going to be, but it's kind of happened pretty quick in Galloway's case. MLK it took a little while, and now you see that guy's a difference maker for Rutgers, a program that really plays – Hard basketball, it's weird because you look like they are so close. So close. Even Painter says that's one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Got great guard play, and he's one of the reasons there. They've got really good big men. They've got a defensive identity. That's a good team. So my whole thing, the, when I looked at why I was going to do a quick cast today, number one is to say, point back at the basketball beat or handsome hour that you should, you should tune into if you haven't. But the second thing was to say, Judge these guys at your own peril. Obviously, we're just fans. We're not coaches. We're not players. If you're tuning in, you're probably not a coach or a player. But as a fan, you may end up eating your words if you're anything like me, and you're bombastic, and you're opinionated, and you just kind of spout off, which I love to do. Mulcahy is a pretty damn good basketball player. And we're going to see this happen over and over. When a kid comes on campus, I think Purdue's going to have one or two of these guys next year that opponents can... Uh, play them down at their own peril. It's a bad idea because, man, these guys can grow up in a hurry. If they're coached well and they're driven, which both of those players specifically are, mercy, they can be different guys by the time they get here. Now let's uh, compare and contrast that to a guy like Eric Hunter. Eric Hunter looked like he was thin as a freshman, but he was ready right out of the box to be a Big Ten basketball player, and he's been relatively consistent. Jaden Ivey obviously looked the part as a freshman because he had big, strong shoulders, long arms, great athleticism. Not everybody can be that way. Not everybody's that blessed to be that way, right? We've watched Zach Eadie bulk up a little bit. We've watched Trey Williams thin down a little bit, and he's become a basketball player. I think a lot of people may have said, like me, I think I called him uh, Little Biggie. I thought that would be a good nickname. It didn't stick. But he kind of looked like uh, Swanigan in that he was a little soft in the middle. Um, But he's become a different player. Uh, He's a lot like... um, Oh, what's his name from Michigan State? I'm sure you guys who are watching live might know who I'm talking about, um, but my brain's fading. That's first thing I wanted to say. Second thing, okay. Anish brought up an interesting discussion point, and I will put this out there for everyone, and just see if what you guys think. Because I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but is it possible for, for Purdue to do a little bit like a University of Virginia light um, kind of uh, NCAA tournament turnaround? Last year, Purdue was a number four seed, and they got North Texas. And everybody, everybody remembers that game in the NCAA tournament because whenever I think a one through four seed loses in the first round, it gets the attention of the media. It gets the attention of the casual fan or the fan who's there not for that team, right? Everybody notices. Obviously, when Virginia did it, they made history because no 16 had ever beaten a one. And Virginia was a number one team almost the entire year that year. The next year, Virginia, of course, turned around, ripped Purdue's heart out, ripped my heart out as uh, LBD and I watched the game live in Louisville, and went on to win a national championship, went to the Final Four in Minneapolis, and won the national championship. Now, is it possible for this Purdue team to become this year's version of Virginia? Well, it's a good question. It's one that makes you think, and I think that was Anisha's whole point. Is that something uh, that we could compare? Well, we don't know what Purdue's becoming, number one. I've told you my thoughts based on analytics and what my eyeball test is of this Purdue team. Are they what we thought they were back in December? I don't know if they are. I don't know if they're a a Final Four team. They've got to do some things a lot better. And like I said last night in the basketball beat, they've got to get everybody playing their best basketball at the same time to really make a run through the tournament, in my opinion. They've got to do some big things. We all kind of sounded off on that scenario. Um, Jaden Ivey's good enough to... Gloss over a lot of the problems, but this is this is something Jaden Ivey has to be a part of the solution defensively, specifically for Purdue to get better. Now, it's not that much of a turnaround uh, as Virginia going from 16 to one to national champ, as it would be Purdue losing the in the opening round to North Texas to merely getting to a Final Four. I think that's what most Purdue fans think that getting to a Final Four. Pardon me, that getting to a Final Four is really. That's the that's the place where we just want to see Purdue and Matt Painter's program take the next step. They got through the glass ceiling uh, of the final of the Sweet 16, and he got to the round of eight. And the next logical step, of course, is getting to the Final Four. I've said for a long time I don't expect Purdue to ever win a national title, and the reason I don't is I think when you get to that round of four, now you're playing teams that they're literally pros. Let's let's be really honest. The way Kentucky runs its program is a lot different than Purdue's. I really believe that. Um, you can call me a fool if you want, that's okay. But they run their program not like a bunch of kids that have to go to class and hold a standard. They have guys come to be basketball players. End of story. I don't think Purdue is doing that at this point. And you can call me naive if you want, that's okay. But getting to a final four, to me, it gets so much harder in that round of eight and then the four, especially if you're a higher seed, a five down to one, it gets pretty hard in that round of eight, especially for those high seeds. So when we look ahead what can purdue do what will they become this is a question we really can't answer it's more of a theoretical thing but thanks for tuning in you can sound off below in the comments you can do it in twitter we appreciate the discussion look forward to hearing your thoughts um, i've got one person on live uh, my buddy chris harder um, said it's wild to think that bs has been around that long for 16 years so we've been around just under 16 years like 15 and a half years And it is wild to think about that, Chris. I agree. And one of the things that's really cool about that is, if you know the history, the reason we did it, we did it because it was an email thread with a group of us from college. There were three of us who started it, Jay, uh, our buddy Tim, and myself. And we started Boiled Sports because we were like, okay, this would be a place for us to meet instead of having this stupid email thread. Back then, blogs were kind of cool and kind of new. And so this was a nice place to meet. A friend of mine, another friend named Mark. And if you go into, I think the frequently asked questions are about or something, he gave us three weeks or three months or something before we'd fold shop and get rid of the site. Well, we're still chugging around along and we're still independent. We don't have a big network. We'd never, we chose not to do that a couple of times because we don't want to obviously be forced to commit, uh, to commit to bringing in content at a certain rate. You can see it's kind of tough, obviously, Jay, Anish. Dave and Michael all have things that pull them away. I've been a contractor. Um, I'm a contract shoe designer. I've been this way my entire – since since before Boiled Sports started, I've been a guy who works out of my own home, so it's a lot easier for me to produce content, I think. Those guys have grown-up jobs, um, but uh, they, they simply can't do stuff. They can't produce content. Um, and I can, and so it's been a little bit easier. If you went on a network, they'd say you have to produce this day, this day, this day. You have to use these um, tags. You have to do your headlines this way. You have to do your photos this way. We didn't have any part of that, and this is still something we want to do, like I said, of catharsis of – Dealing with losses, enjoying wins, enjoying the company of each other afterwards has been kind of a nice byproduct. But that's why the site has existed for 15 and a half years. Uh, Pretty cool to still be a part of something and even cooler to be the dad of a 16-year-old, of course. So um, Luke has a comment. If Hunter continues to be a reliable option when the rest of the offense clogs up, I think it really helps Purdue avoid an upset in the tourney. Completely agree, Luke. And if you look back to a year ago, Hunter was struggling with that and really struggling with understanding his role on offense, I think he's got it now. Uh, Jay talked about this last night, that if Hunter will just say, okay, when there's nothing there, I drive to the basket, try to draw a foul, or dish it. He's got great vision. He's a smart basketball IQ guy, and he's got enough skill to get that stuff done around the hoop, to go up, make a layup, or dish it out, or draw a foul. He's not, obviously, physically big to take a lot of contact and make the shot, but... um, He's got a pretty decent skill set to make Purdue's offense better than it was obviously earlier in the season, which is interesting. When they were so deep, they were different. Right now, they're relying heavily on Hunter's ability to drive the ball and kick out or make layups, make plays, make every now and again, make the three when he's open, that sort of thing. Like Isaiah Thompson was early in the season, he's not being leaned on as much at this point. So yeah, I agree. I think that rounds out the offense really well. And Hunter is the best on-ball defender no question for me um, on this team. And that's absolutely imperative for Purdue's success as they go along. So thanks for tuning in today. Uh, Appreciate it. Like I said, uh, check out uh, the the basketball beat that we recorded. It's long. You can break it up into two if you want. I think it's worthwhile just to just to enjoy the conversation and um, maybe think a bit about some of the stuff we talk about. I think that's the great thing about our site and when we all can get together is it's really like a bunch of pals getting together and just talking about the game, which is which is always good and fun. And, and we appreciate you joining us and going along for this ride. Let's not forget, this isn't every year we get to have a team like this. I think Purdue's program, we talked a bit about this, is going through a transition of, of maybe taking the next step. But this is a damn fun product we get to be a part of as Purdue fans and watching a top five team all season has been fun and you kind of have to enjoy the journey if nothing else as an old guy as a 46 year old I've watched a lot of Purdue basketball and there haven't been a lot of teams that have been this good during the regular season obviously a cap of a great tournament run would make a big difference but if nothing else just living in the now and today um, and enjoying this Purdue team for what they are that's got to be worth something join the discussion we appreciate you being here So have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. See you.